Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, thanks again to Brianna Dix. Really appreciate her joining us. And thanks again to our brand new sponsor, Boomer Jacks. It is the spot here in DFW. That's where I would be if I was not at the stadium for like 16 hours on Sunday. I would be at Boomer Jacks because they are cooling you off with cool drink specials right now and affordable appetizers and food. And and it is one of my favorite spots to go to. I actually uh, took the kids and the wife out there uh, earlier this week. And it was awesome. It's a great spot for the family. Or it's a great spot for you and the boys to go hang out or, or have one of these, you know, after work happy hours. Perfect spot. Lots of TVs, wall-to-wall TVs, great drink specials, live music. Uh, it's, it's just pretty much the perfect spot, Brian Broaddus. Yeah, if you're coming into town, if you're one of those folks that listens to us uh, around the world and you're coming in for a Cowboys game and you want to go watch some college football on Saturday night as you're rolling in, hit Boomer Jacks, man. Bobby's right. Great menu, drink specials, all that. I promise your college team will be on the TV at one of their locations. And even though it's September and a lot of other places around the country are starting to cool off, we are still in the 90s here in in Dallas. And uh, so, yeah, if you're coming into town, definitely swing by Boomer Jacks. Uh, Cold drink special starting at $3. You're going to want to go check it out. 17 DFW locations, no matter where you are in this vast Metroplex, you will be able to find a Boomer Jacks near you. Go ahead and find yours at boomerjacks.com. Okay, Brian. So we got some terrifying news today. Uh, oh, no. We got Shoegate. And that's Shoe Dak Gate. Prescott ends up on the injury Damn report. Michael Jordan. <laughs> he ends up on the injury report uh, with an ankle issue, and it's the right ankle. It's it's that ankle that he he broke um, a couple years ago. And so, so that alone is concerning. Just when you see Dak Prescott ending up on the injury report with an ankle, limited at practice, and just to, to kind of pull the curtain back here a little bit, 
you, you never want to send Cowboys Twitter into a tizzy over something that doesn't matter. Uh, but Brian can tell you, as soon as we walked out of practice, I texted Brian and I said, hey, I don't know if this is anything, but uh, number four just was not out here at the very end of media availability and, and not sure why. He could have been going to the bathroom, I don't know, but he was out here earlier and now he's not and nobody's really sure what happened. Uh, so we were, I, I was kind of wondering if he might pop up on the injury report. Then when we heard he was going to speak to the media still, it was like, oh, okay, I guess he's fine. And then he drops it right there. First thing out of the gate, he says, yeah, you I was guys limited are, practice today. You guys today. attacked him is what you did. It was, it was you our, guys attacked him with questions. He, he, he had to he, – look, we had to pepper him a little bit, right? He, he did. We, and, and we need like some answers relentless. there. And, and, and uh, oh, my, our buddy Jane Slater, she's a bulldog in there. She'll she'll she go did. and go and go. And she'll, she'll get those answers for you. That's one of the reasons why I love Jane. But, uh, Brian, your sense of this, is this anything that we need to be – concerned with it's a very vague ankle issue and 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 Dak is saying it has to do with the the cleats that he was wearing the new Jordan 11s or and and that he was having some problems with those and blisters you hope maybe maybe that could be it you're dealing with a blister uh because it's just it's an it's an odd it's an odd storyline to come out that all of a sudden Dak's limited at practice and what does limited mean do we know if he went back out there and finished practice or did they keep him out the rest of the time a lot of questions here, but Dak is telling everybody, calm down. It is fine. Are you buying that, Brian Broadus? Man, I had a lot of guys tell me that Zeke's knee wasn't hurt either. <laughs> or that Amari Cooper wasn't hurt. Or Amari the calf Cooper was okay. Either. I, man, I you know what? I, I did ask somebody in the organization. I said, Dak, ankle, shoe problem? And they go, yeah, he's fine. And yes, shoe problem. And so I'm like... Okay, I, I trust you guys. Uh, I don't know why I do, but I trust you for, for what you're telling me here. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens on the injury report tomorrow. I'm sure that Dak Prescott will uh, probably take care of that uh, ankle, blister, whatever he's got, and then he'll be able to, uh, to finish the, the week of practice uh, uh, tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know if – I don't know. I can never trust that they're being completely upfront with us. I, I will lean on this – from now the, until, the well, let's go is that starting is the, at the well, let's tackle. go at left tackle is going to be the thing that I point back to forever. They lied to us about who was starting at left tackle in a third in preseason a, game. Preseason that that game. tells me they will lie about anything and we won't yeah. necessarily get the truth from them. And so I, I don't know that we're getting the total truth on, on what's going on with his ankle or his foot or whatever's happening there. But I think we are getting the truth in them saying it's not anything they're super concerned about. I think if they were concerned right. about it, We'd hear about it, and I, I think if it was something that was genuinely concerning that they were talking about, man, we may have to shut him down, there's no way he's standing up there taking questions from us today. I think you're absolutely right. He, if he's got a bad ankle, he is not standing on a bad ankle taking questions from you and Clarence Hill. I did. I did have to. Uh, I, I didn't think to do it, so I was having to ask some other people. I was like, did any of y'all happen to look down at his ankle while we were standing there, see if he had it taped up or anything? Nobody did. So I I, I don't know. That, that was poor job on our part. We should have been looking to see if Come it, on, there Bobby, was a tape better. I know, I know. I, you I, were standing I, right next to C.D. Lamb today while he was doing I was. Stuff. I was right up front for that one. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. that that's a, a perfect transition, actually, uh, to C.D. Lamb. Actually, before we jump totally into C.D. Lamb, I do want to make uh, a point to say we, we talked about Michael Gallup in the first segment with Bree a little bit. Uh, the compression sleeve, the the leg sleeve, or, or the, the brace, or, or whatever support – Michael Gallup has on that leg for that knee. Uh, it was off today at practice. It was there on Wednesday. Today on Thursday, 
it was not there. I don't think that opens up the door that he's going to play in game one. Um, I still think we're looking probably around game three against no, the Giants. You're gonna, yeah, you're right, Bobby. This is, uh, I, you know, I talked to somebody today over there. I was, uh, I was ambitious for week two, Cincinnati. And, you know, I said, hey, that fooled me on that. That's bad on me. And they're like, no, he just needs to practice well this week, practice well next week, get through that. And then, like you've said all along on our podcast, Look for him to play in week three against the Giants is where uh, I'm getting that that vibe. I, I, I really did believe it was going to be week two, and uh, but you said week three, and it looks like because you're the insider you are, you're going to be right on this. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. Uh, you know, blind squirrels and broken clocks, that's my life story. There you go. There uh, you go. No, but, uh, you know, we did get to see Michael Gallup for the first time do an individual period on Wednesday, yeah. and he looked good. It did look like he was running about three-quarter speed, though, especially uh-huh. when he went into his breaks. When he would cut, you, you definitely saw there were, there was some, I don't want to say hesitancy. I just think they probably told him, like, hey, don't push that. We're, we're just working yeah. back in. Don't try a violent cut on this grass and, and you know, have a setback in a meaningless drill. But ultimately, uh, some encouraging news, I think, on the Michael Gallup front. It looks like he is, he is trending upward and and there's a lot of confidence i think that when they get him back they're gonna have him full go and so that's encouraging now back- yeah, yeah great real by the way great job by michael working his way back great yeah. job by Britt Brit brown uh working and getting him ready i i heard that there were about 25 routes that uh that michael ran uh and this probably wasn't in front of the media Probably so, not. We, we yeah, didn't see yeah. that much. <laughs> yeah, there was 25, 25 routes that he ran, and, and the word was, from what I heard, that it was it was solid work. So Good deal. Know, keep that in mind going forward. Very positive stuff. Uh, transitioning over to the, the receiver they do have right now, C.D. Lamb, um, who is a guy who, Brian, would you say the first two years that he's been here, whether it be his on-field demeanor or – or the way that he's he's spoken in the media, I, I think it's fair to say that he reflected that receiver room pretty well the first couple of years. It's, it was a pretty quiet, mild-mannered receiver group with Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb. And, you know, we've talked a lot this offseason before we started the podcast. Once we started the podcast, we've discussed this. They, they feel like they've missed dogs specifically in the receiver room. That that they they wanted a little bit more of an edge across the team, but receiver room was one of the areas where they thought they needed it. Robert Prince, they think, brings some of that more than Adam Henry, the previous receivers coach. Jalen Tolbert, they think, can bring some of that. And with Ceedee Lamb having to step up and take that number one role, I've I've heard you, you you'll hear some rumblings occasionally that hey, uh, you know, it, it was communicated to him like, hey, look, we want you to be this number one. We want you to, to have the personality of a number one. We, we want you to bring that juice to that room. And, Brian, I think, I think we, we heard it in, on full display uh, on Thursday when he spoke to the media. You've heard him speak before. You've heard him do interviews. Pretty, pretty you know, reserved guy. Uh, I, I think it's interesting to listen to some of these things that he had to say. Here's CeeDee Lamb, uh, the first cut. Him talking to the media today about his process, how he's approaching the game here in 2022. I'm ready to attack. Like I have, I mean, it's always been that, it's always been that, you know, that mindset. But like now I feel like it's a little different. I have a little extra pep in my step. Because you're now the lead guy? Is that- nah, I've trained for this. I feel like this opportunity that has revealed itself, um, I've worked all my life for this opportunity. So like now that I actually have it, 
than, you know. What will the league learn about C.D. Lamb that they didn't know the last couple of years? Uh, I'm, I'm a different receiver, honestly, and I'm going to continue to say that. And you can say it all you want. I feel like now is the opportunity to, to go out there and show it week in and week out. So, Why are you a different receiver? Uh, like I said, I've trained all offseason. Um, I've trained on my, my cons uh, personally that I thought. And uh, just going in day in and day out just with the, with the mindset that I've had, and that's to win. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sounds like a different guy to me. That sounds like a guy who knows he's got he's to really take hold and lead that room. This is a guy that went from sounding very nervous when he was interviewing to a guy that fired back at Jane Slater on that last, that last question because I've prepared for this. I've worked for this. You know, Todd Archer and Jory, and they've all, you know, they were trying to ask him, you know, kind of give him a little bit of a, you know, why? Why? And, you know, his confidence meter, you know, last year at this time, his start of that game against Tampa was not good. No, but by the end, of, by the end of that football game, he was bringing it. And you know, I I feel like this is you know the this is the season for him. This is you know they move on from Amari Cooper. Uh, Gallup is hurt. You know, this is the time when you look at you know we all talk about Jefferson and Chase, some of these other receivers that have you know in this that you know that he's. He's kind of like came in the same time with, yeah. and they're all, and you know, they're all getting these accolades and we're all kind of talking like, well, when's CD going to show up? When's CD going to show up? But there's times where CD has shown up. It just hasn't been as consistent as the Jeffersons and the chases and the other receivers that are playing in this league who are firmly from the same bottle of wine he is from. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that that's something that's, gnawing at him a little bit and you want that I think they want that chip on the shoulder they don't want somebody who's passive in that way and look I always go back to the quote he gave us in June at OTAs where he said I feel like if I'm not getting going this offense isn't getting going and that's real ownership of the results and and that that's a change I think in, in the way he's talking and I actually love it and I think the Cowboys love it I think they like that energy out of their number one receiver uh, and this is this is another pretty Pretty strong quote here from CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb was asked if he studies, if he pays attention to the NFL Top 100 and some of the top receivers like Cooper Cup, and this is what he had to say about Cooper Cup. I mean, at, the, at your position, at your respective position, I feel like you want, you always want to look at the best, and whoever they consider is the best, you want to watch what, what, what he's done throughout the season, and uh, I love what he's done. I love the way he runs routes and his ability to compete, and I'm not too far off, honestly, and that's, how, that's personally how I feel, and I feel like, I can literally be one of the best receivers in this NFL. You feel like you can be dominant this Most year? Most definitely. Very direct. 
Yeah. I, I feel like I can be one of the best receivers in the NFL. You feel like you can be dominant this year? At, most definitely. Yeah. And, and again, yeah. that that is not the C.D. Lamb we heard in years one or two. This is a different person who is really, I think, embracing the mindset of, you know, I, I'm the number one. And I got to ch- I walked by his locker after he did his media availability. And I was like, hey, one last question. Is part of your new attitude, your new approach, everything else, is this about being more vocal as well? And, and he said, like, look, not necessarily being more vocal, but being open to being more vocal. And he's like, but I'll tell you one thing. I've made it clear to these guys in this room that what you need, you got any questions, you come to me, you ask me. And, I, yeah. and I'm going to be there because this isn't about competing with each other here in this receiver room. It's about competing together for an ultimate goal. And so uh, this is a mantle of leadership that CeeDee Lamb seems to have really embraced. And I am much more bullish, I think, after today on CeeDee Lamb's prospects to, to take that next step because it sounds like mentally he's there. Let me tell you something about CeeDee Lamb. He was Cooper Cup at Oklahoma. Yeah. You watch Cooper Cup play for the Rams and the way he runs routes, the underneath, the drags, the, the screens, everything. When you watch CeeDee Lamb, there was a reason why he was number one on a lot of boards because of his ability to make big plays. He was Cooper Cup at Oklahoma. I mean, he took short little passes and made them really big plays. And that's right now, that's not so much on CeeDee Lamb as it is on uh, on Kellen Moore. And I know I, I feel like I'm kicking Kellen Moore every time about this. But look what Dan Quinn did with defensive players and what and, yeah. and how he put uh, guys like Curse. And, and look what he did with Micah Parsons. He made Micah Parsons one of the most feared defensive players in the National Football League. Why? Because he said, you know what? Maybe this guy can rush the passer. Let's see if we can put him as a pass rusher. And all of a sudden, now he can rush the passer. He can cover. He can play off-ball linebacker. You know, he covers ground. See, that's what you have to be willing to do when you're a coach. Take a guy that was Cooper Cup at Oklahoma and make him into that type of player here in the National Football League. I think that's something. And CD, I appreciate everything he said. But by gosh, you know, Kellen Moore, figure it out for this kid. He is a weapon. Use him that way. Absolutely. And I think there you've got all of Cowboys Nation sitting there cheering along with you on that point right there, Brian. Uh, one last thing, and it won't be a clip, but I think there's one little nugget. Uh, I think CeeDee Lamb slipped up, and he revealed the receiver rotation for us on Sunday night because uh, it was asked about doubt in the receiver room and, and them being questioned. And CeeDee said, look, yeah, we're going to miss Coop, and, and look, MG's coming back, but Noah Brown and Simi Fajoko are ready for this opportunity. Those are my guys. But It's like, okay, well, that kind of tells me that yeah. it's CeeDee Lamb, Noah Brown, and Simi Fajoko ahead of Dennis well, Houston and Jalen Tolbert. Yeah, I kind of feel like that maybe that – you know, we'll see what happens with Houston and we'll see what happens with Tolbert. Tolbert might be a guy that's inactive this week. Very, very you know? possible. Very possible that's going to happen. And and I, to me, that's a little bit of, about what happened to him in training camp. I don't think the consistency was there all the time. And yeah, he practiced a little better once we got back to the star, but the consistency just wasn't there. And so he might find himself on an inactive list when we get it on the Sunday, 90 minutes before that football game. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast, and you can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.